You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, Billy Bradley, we went to Martinsville, Virginia, your home state of Virginia, and Martinsville did not disappoint in my book. I watched every lap. I thought it was a very, very, very entertaining race. And it would have been entertaining if it wasn't, even if it didn't have championship uh, uh, four uh, issues and, and that sort of thing. I love racing in Martinsville. Yeah. It last week, not seeing the pink curb, but really Martinsville, it just, it, that track is going to produce good racing because if you're not on the bumper, you're not getting to the front. Exactly, and if they ever change this race to where it's not a cutoff race, I'm going to be really pissed. I'll still watch the race because Martinsville's going to produce good racing, but wow, what a race we saw Sunday. Let's talk about, you know, we had, uh, what, Bristol was the first cutoff race, yes? Yes, Bristol. And then wasn't it the Roval or Roval, uh, Roval Martinsville? Ending at two different, uh, having uh, cutoff races at two different short tracks, two different types of short tracks, and a road course is absolutely perfect. I think it's I think it's great for the sport. It automatically is going to make is going to be good racing. And we even we even had the rain in it for for the Roval this year, so it was I couldn't be happier with how the schedule's laid out. Uh, Rob, we were a little concerned as we were going in there about the temperatures at Martinsville, how the, if there was going to be you know, rain and rubber on the track or these sorts of things. I thought the tire held up pretty well. What do you think, Rob? Yeah. Um, we, we didn't see any tire issues, although, I mean, a, a, common, a common thing there from a tire standpoint is obviously no PJ1. You don't need it. Uh, you And – for the longer runs, you're you're going to wear the back tires out on the thing. If you're, you know, especially if you're free, you know, trying to get that drive off. If you're free off, you're going to wear the back tires out. Um, and there was no real tire issues. The only tire issues you run into is uh, too low air pressure on the left side or contact gives you a flat. So we saw something, Billy Bradley, that we hadn't seen before. The nine car comes down pit road. The jack man jumps down early, but he realizes it. Runs back and holding that jack, which is a pretty athletic move. He's <laughs> yeah. running across the pit, uh, the pit box, holding the jack. He jumps up on top of the wall, touches it, and then goes back and does his service. And I was like, oh, boy, uh, this is where the nines, we say goodbye to the nine. But wait just a minute. It's actually a, a smart play, if you want to call it play. It was a smart play, smart move. The guy knew the situation. He realized he had made a mistake. He went back to correct it. And not only did it uh, it did not kill the nine's chances, uh, the, the nine made it into the championship four. And Billy, I got to say, <laughs> it's rare when we see uh, uh, pit road mistakes from the from the top crews. But I can't remember it. It's super fascinating when you see a, a pit crew member make a mistake and then fix it. I can remember one time I've seen you know guys taking off lug nuts and it, and it hits the gun and it changes it the other direction and they. I mean, they don't panic. They don't do anything to hit it. But for that guy to have the wherewithal to do what he did, Billy, that's why you have you pay pit crews big money.
because it absolutely made a difference in this case. I, and I mean, Chase Elliott was out. Once they, they called that penalty, Chase Elliott had zero chance. Well, I wouldn't say zero. His chances were slim that he, he was, was going to make the chase. That's right. And then they accessed the penalty and realized that he did. I, as long as I've been a fan of the sport, I never realized that you could reset your penalty by going back up, which makes perfect sense to be yeah. able to do that because he went back and pretty much started all over. I'm okay with that. I am but, too, and I, and I actually like the rule. Rob, pit crews, I know it, it's a little different depending on the organization and that sort of thing, and we know there's – reciprocity, you know, from one company to another. They loan out crews, and, uh, I mean, obviously they're getting paid for them and that kind of stuff. But uh, does, does do pit crews normally, um, do they have their own facility that they work at and that kind of stuff? Are they there at the shop? How does that normally transpire, Rob? Well, most, most of your organizations like uh, Hendrick, Roush, SHR, Penske, all those crews, whether they work in the shop or not, are – do their training, do their practicing at that race facility. Gotcha. Um, now there are, I back a while back there were some pit crew schools, yeah. and that you did you weren't tied into a race team, but you were like leased to a team or a team you know yeah. leased the services or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that still goes on, but that's not where the your your bigger organizations yeah. get their their pit help from. So all that training and all that practicing takes place at the facility. There is a, a dedicated area with dedicated cars just for pit stop practice. Yeah. And obviously gymnasium, you know, a gym and all that sort of stuff for the physical workouts and all that. So all that's done in-house. Yeah. And these other teams like Hendrick, SHR, Roush, they train, you know, like I'll use Roush as an example. We have two cup teams in-house, but we have four pit crews yeah and we lease pit crews to uh front row so those guys are roush and you know roush pit crew members but they they pit the front row cars and when a roush team has an issue you might pull from that you might pull a guy from the lease team to cover the in-house car which makes sense yeah. You know the same the same way with Billy. You know this, uh, and and Dan uh, Hendrick with the forty seven car. They're mm-hmm. Hendrick. They're Hendrick Picker guys. Yeah. So they just took that team, and now they have several teams, obviously, that they lease to other, you know, provide pit help to other yeah. teams, and it just it works its way back up the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've got yeah. their four main teams, two go to JTG, and they might have a couple other ones on pit road somewhere. Well, you lose a team at the twenty four, like we talked about. Yeah. Now you move the 47 group up, and that yep. group that might be pitting another car comes to the 47, something yeah. like that. So yeah. there's, there's plenty there. Well, I can tell you this, Billy. So well, hold on. Before you start, I, I would like, Rob, it is safe to question that the move that that pit crew guy made about going back and touching the wall, I think it would be safe to say that they probably practiced that in some of their stops. Um. It, it's a possibility, but it's definitely one of those things. It's a rule that you need to know and be self-aware. And well, that's a thing that doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things that, it, uh, I mean, it was borderline 
penalty, but kudos yeah. to the guy. Kudos to him knowing the rules. Yeah. Because even though you know rules, you in the heat of the moment you might just react and you you just do your job because <laughs> that's the way you do it. Yeah. yeah. But in the heat of the moment, and let's be honest, you left the wall early and. I mean, that car's coming in at pit road speed, and he's stopping on a mark because he's trying. the driver is trying to make that time up also on pit road. They're not going to come in slow. They're going to come in as fast as fast as legally possible without getting caught for speeding. <laughs> That's where they got to so, make the time up. Right. Okay. So now that the jackman leaves the wall early, now he's in the middle of the box when he realizes <laughs> I've left early. Yeah. Now, mind you, that car at that point is only a box away because right, he's yeah. coming in two boxes away. Mm-hmm. So now, holy crap, not only is he in danger because he stopped his momentum, but he is where that car is going to stop. Yeah. So he has to run back, touch the wall. He's aware of the rule. With mm-hmm. all that going on, he's aware of the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Reset, yeah. And, and it slows the stop down. Yes. Did it penalize the nine? From a get on first, get off first scenario, yes. Mm-hmm. But they took their lumps rather than over the wall too soon, tail into the longest line. That's right. Yeah, he loses a couple laps. Uh, I mean, a couple couple positions instead couple of spots, a lap down. But not, and... but not put yourself in a situation where you can go a lap down on a long run if you get jammed up behind traffic because That's the right. car was very good. The car was very good, and, and Billy, I, it just when you see things like this, you're reminded of just how good these championship contender teams are. And obviously, they've talked about it. They've had skull sessions. We used to call them skull sessions in football, where you yeah. sit and you go through the playbook and all that kind of stuff. And and, and I want to tell you something. This is this is no shit. It, last week, I, I took the the trailer frame from Redneck Central Command, Billy Bradley. I, I tore the trailer off of it and used the guts out of it to make sloppy yellow. Why wow, this trailer's been sitting there in my yard. It had three flat tires, and all four of them had flat spots on them anyway. So I went to uh, my, my local little tire guy there, and I, it's just a piece of crap trailer. I'm using it for just a, a, just a store crap on. And I bought four 225 uh, R16 tires. And, Billy, I, I, it took me probably five minutes a tire to put those big heavy bastards on that <laughs> son of a bitch. And those those pit crew guys are lugging those tires around like they're damn dimes, throwing them around. And it makes you appreciate when you see a jack man sitting in the middle of a pit box with a car coming down at him at 40 miles an hour, um, you know, realize, oh, shit, make the right call, get back there, fix it, get him out there a couple spots behind. It makes you realize just how damn good these pit teams are up and down pit road. <laughs> exactly. You're saying that, that crew guy's like, Oh shit! I just lost the championship for us. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly he, right. He didn't panic. He did what he was supposed to do, and he and he kept moving forward. The biggest shock, I think, to all of us is the four didn't make it. Now, Billy Bradley, you have been giddy as hell, almost Woo! to the point where I think it's like your birthday or something. But I I, I would not have bet any amount of money that Kevin Harvick was not going to make the championship four. And I think, Rob, I think you, you, you probably felt the same, close the same way, yes? Yes, and I want to interject something here because I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About Billy, week in and week out for nine weeks, 
<laughs> that this bonus program and these bonus yep. points are bullshit because you couldn't shouldn't get a free pass all the way yep. into the championship four just because you kicked ass all uh-huh. year and you didn't do anything during the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. This is BS. I just want to refresh everybody's memory that this was Billy for nine weeks. Yeah. Every week was getting more and more, more and more intense. But here's well, the it, thing. Well, he should have been out three weeks ago before this, though. <laughs> well, whatever. I, I, will <laughs> say, I, I will say this. I did not trust the process um, very much. I, I'd say I had about half a faith in, in the process. But when the process played out, the process worked. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't need tweaked, but I, I don't it think did it worked. It, it, it worked, and, and it worked because Kevin Harvick failed to peak at the right time. And we the always right talk about – I mean, look at J- Tony Stewart. When it got hot inside that car, Tony Stewart somehow got better. I don't know what it was, He's, but that happened. And the, the four teams, they just lost some momentum. And, yep. and I think what happened is the nine team and maybe, and maybe Penske – Picked up the momentum and and the four team did not, which is really surprising, Billy. I would agree with you. And you, I would have thought Kevin Harvick would have made this final race thirteen weeks ago, but you would have not told me Kevin Harvick. Once mm-hmm. we hit this ten race spread, like you could see it throughout the week, they just yeah. they were good. You yeah. can't say they weren't good. They weren't yeah. championship material good. Well, let's put it this way. They were a top-five team, and yes. guess what? Five doesn't cut it. <laughs> in big-time NASCAR racing, it's the top four, and, and they did just enough to not make it. And, and that's not necessarily a failure on the four teams' part. I truly believe that the, the nine, the two, the 22, and the 11. I the mean, 88. Even the 88, the 88 is it's a travesty. <laughs> it's literally a travesty that uh, that he didn't. He had literally as good of the final nine races as anybody, and he's not and he's not going to make it. But but I, but listen, like I said, I didn't trust the process. I, I wasn't as angry. I wasn't Billy Bradley at the process. But at the end of the day, I think the process. I think the process out. proved out. And I, and I think it worked. And although I I would be okay if we changed it, we all talked about it the other week. Um, yep. and I, I, I think it's about, a great drama. Let's talk about something here before we get off of this issue. Let's talk oh, about. I know you guys heard it, Rob. You probably heard it a little later. You may have heard it during the race about the twenty and the eleven working out the deal here. Mm-hmm. They just several years ago at Richmond International Raceway. They said we're adding Jeff Gordon to the chase because Clint Boyer, Poison Ivy started itching. Yeah. Yeah. Is that well, not the I, same scenario we just had? Here's I, my issue. Go ahead. Or I'll let you go ahead first. Well, well I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs. I heard that there was some sort of team order or something was said as far as you know, the 20, don't pass the 11 or something like that. The 20 was told somehow or another. I don't know if it was outright, do not pass the 11. Uh, and there was a lot of talk about that on social media about team orders, this and that. And you're exactly right. That, there, that is a slippery slope because if you remember when that happened in Richmond to help, uh, I think it was Truex 
It was at, M- at, at, M- at MWR because Clint was over there and Truex was over there at, at Michael Waltrip Racing. That ultimately basically put the put Truex. The, there was there, well, it, well, it put Truex out, or and it also ended up that team got that team. That was the demise of that organization. It literally was. Yeah. Yeah. That was the demise of that organization because of manipulating the race via teammates. Yeah. So I now what happens from there, I don't know. Like I think Bob Pockers might have had something on Twitter about from where I stood it looked like the twenty was beating the back bumper off the eleven. Okay. Uh I don't know. I was busy looking at other things. But well, yeah, is the scenario similar? I think it is. Here's my y'all falls back on Eric Jones being a big pussy that could have like he's not racing for them next year. Yeah. Eric Jones should have had the balls to say, "Hey, I'm not. You fired me. I'll show yeah. you what I can do." Here's there, my issue. There is with something this to that. Thing. My my problem is that's where the hundred percent rule became a thing, and all of a sudden it's like. That fucking rule doesn't exist, and and absolutely for eight, uh, six or eight laps, Eric Jones was beating the living hell out of the yep. back left quarter panel, Billy. He was beating the shit out of it, rubbing all up against it, and then all of a sudden he couldn't get to his back bumper. Now we we know exactly what happened, and in my mind. I think NASCAR missed it. I, I really think what they should have done is come on, and they should have they should have come over the radio, and they should have told the twenty, or they should have reminded everybody the hundred percent rule is in effect here. Because fact of the matter is, uh, Eric Jones was flexing his muscles with with fifteen laps to go, Billy. He was showing everybody, hey, I'm still a fucking race car driver, and I'm getting ready to pass the eleven. I'm keep moving up here, and they said, hey, back it down, and the little pussy did. And I have a problem yeah. with that. I got a problem with him all of a sudden backing down. Uh, he lost his job. He did all this kind of stuff. And I re- he's not been going to any meetings for the last five or six weeks. Exactly. They've locked him out of that shit. And I understand that's why. But now, if I'm still in this ride, uh, I'm going to race to, to the end, goddammit. And I don't like that about Eric Jones. And I really yeah. like Eric Jones. But now I, I have like a little Eric bit of sour taste in my mouth. Go ahead. He has the opportunity right there to gain so many new fans because it, there's a lot of fans that's not Denny Hamlin, Joe Gibbs Racing fans. Right. And if he would have done that and knocked Denny Hamlin out, or it would have forced a tie, I think. Yeah. Just think of the respect he would have got. Well, here's what we have now. We Much like the presidential election, now we've got questions. And if they would have just done everything by the book to begin with, we wouldn't have this stupid shit. And if they if, if, if they manipulated the race, they manipulated the race. You're 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 not maybe kind of pregnant. You're either pregnant right. or you're not. There's either a right. danger of lightning or you can throw a fucking football. I just there's there's just it's this, some things in NASCAR are literally black and white. There's no gray. And I believe right. this is one of those cases where there was no gray. There was absolutely a, a a manipulation from inside a team to uh, to stop somebody from racing 100%. Now, I'll also say with fork and tongue, Billy Bradley, and, and you, Rob Lopes, if, if I'm Eric Jones and I know the situation, maybe Eric Jones didn't, 
he's got a choice he needs to make before he gets to that fucking bumper. He needs to make that choice before he gets to that bumper, not after he's gotten to the bumper and has to be told. Does that make sense to you? If he's not going to go past the 11, he needs to stay off his damn bumper. Uh, But because he went up there and hit his bumper, NASCAR had to make a call, and yet they chose not to. And that's my big problem with it. It was obvious that they were manipulating the race. It didn't get there. I know it's a sticky situation. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Rob? No. Well, what I was going to say is the other thing to think about, and this is the intangible of what you're doing, and the intangible that people that you might not see, and I'm also playing devil's advocate here as well. Mm-hmm. You also have to think about Eric Jones is early in his career. Yeah. And yeah. do you want to burn a bridge with Toyota? You're going to burn every one of them right there. If you if you now yes, are you locked out of the meetings because now you're going to a Chevrolet team? Yes. You know you're done with that organization, so you're not part of those competition meetings anymore. And most organizations do that. Yeah, but do you want to burn that Toyota bridge yeah. with your the better part of your career in front of you? Well, Rob, you're 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 ruining my thought process with logic and reasoning, and well, uh, sorry. I hate that. I, um, I, I hate to do that. Yeah. I hate to use logic and reasoning to really screw up this fantasy that you're. Yes. Yeah. Here. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing. Also, do you think Eric Jones? has the opportunity to ever step back in a Toyota with all these, you know, Tony Stewart hit it on the head when he talked a few weeks ago about Toyota building all these young drivers up and they have nowhere to put them. Yeah. Well, yeah. But here again, who knows, who knows what's on the horizon? What says Toyota doesn't say, you know what, we put all our eggs in the Gibbs basket, but we need another team and we need another front running team. And they produce a two-car team that's getting the same full backing that Joe Gibbs does. Well, well now all of a sudden you've got that, you know, but, uh, and not a, and not a satellite. Well, let's be honest. Come on. Yeah, yeah, the ninety-five. The ninety-five is a customer of Joe Gibbs Racing. A customer. Well, and the Denny Hamlin's going to be a this, JGR team as well. Probably two teams. Listen, that's going to be yeah. But the big difference between that Denny Hamlin team and the ninety-five and yeah. uh, and the seventy-eight. Is they were customers. Yes. This is basically a Cookie another code. way for a nut to have a top performing Toyota team, and they were they are going to be on the A list program yeah. for motors, cars, yeah. uh, pit support, technology, everything, technology, yeah. everything. It is a way to have five front running Toyotas. Yeah, I, I would say this as a fan. I wanted Eric Jones to run his damn race. I wanted everybody to run their damn race. It doesn't matter uh, who it is. I want them to run their damn race because we saw what Kevin Harvick did to the 18 there at the end. And if you can respect what Kevin Harvick did to the 18 at the end, but you also think that um, Eric Jones did the right thing, that person is a dumb son of a bitch. Because one was giving it all, and the other had his finger up his ass like a little kid, and and, and it's just just it's absolutely ridiculous to to not bash Kevin Harvick and to and to and to bash uh, Eric Jones and vice versa. Uh, Eric Jones didn't do what Kevin Harvick did. We, Kevin Harvick is going to go out there and he's going to give it everything. Listen, I, 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 I'm not a fan of Kevin Harvick, but I respect that man as a driver. We saw that at Talladega. He 
did that in 2015 uh, to Dale Jr. He didn't give a shit because he was and he done it. He game. tried to do it at Martinsville. He went in to take Kyle Busch out. Like, yeah, he did. And and live and so if if you're excited for what happened with 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 Kevin Harvick and you think Eric Jones did the right thing, you, you're just you're you're looking through it with the wrong lens. You, you must be a Denny Hamlin fan. Because Kevin Harvick did everything he had to do to get across there. Didn't get a penalty. Didn't do any of that. And everybody knows what the hell he did, okay? So they were okay with that. And they were okay with, with uh, I mean, Kevin Harvick gave 110 percent That was definitely fucking great. And, uh, and Eric Jones gave it 62%. And it was black and white. There was, there was no different color in there. This is all to say, guys. The race was fantastic. I I truly enjoyed that race, and and now we're getting t- ready to talk about, I mean, the championship four, and and I'm I'm just going to go ahead and start this right now and get it get it out there. I I personally don't see a scenario in which Brad Keselowski or Joey Logano do not win this race down there, and the only reason I am I am saying that is because I, I literally think. Those two guys have been looking to Phoenix a lot longer than maybe maybe I realized. Uh, Rob Lopes, I, I mean, you're in the Ford camp and and you've you've seen those guys on the track here. You have any idea whatsoever is going to happen down there at Phoenix? No, because one thing I've definitely seen as far as the championship races. Now, granted, we're at a different venue. It's a one mile track with a very strange configuration where you part of the race takes place on the apron, so to speak, in the dog legs <laughs> after the start-finish line. It is a completely different figuration out in Phoenix, and it's relatively yeah. new. We've only raced on it a few times that way. Yeah. But we're no longer going to Homestead a big mile and a half yep. where Arrow is king. And it's easy to get out of people's way there. And it's, Yeah. Now, Phoenix is a little bit different story. It's a little shorter track. I think it's a good call yep. for a championship race. It's not a Martinsville. It's not a Bristol, but it's also yep. not a big mile and a half. Yes. You, you, you still have to have a good working race car. It's not all aero. And I yeah. think that's a good maneuver by NASCAR to put the championship race at a less aero-dependent racetrack. That said, the funny thing about Harvick not being in the final four is Harvick is really strong in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the interesting thing will be, does the winner of the championship actually win the race? No. This time. Billy, you say no. What do you think is going to happen, Billy Bradley? Kevin Harvick's going to, to Phoenix to win that race. I, I, I wouldn't. L- let me tell you something right now. I would take Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. Um, if, if you gave exactly. me Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and the field, I would take the four and the 18. I, I yep. think both of those guys want to go down there and show everybody what they, what, what, what they want to do. And they don't have the pressure of having to finish in front of a certain three other it's going to be extremely difficult to beat. And unlike – and listen, ever since the worst fucking race I've ever seen in my entire life, which was that bullshit uh, championship race between Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart, the dumbest fucking race I've ever seen in my entire life, I, you're not going to be able to get out of people's way here like you can over there. <laughs> like, you, I mean, the spotter doesn't have that much time to communicate, especially when you're running through that dog leg. And there may be times where, unlike we've seen in the past at Homestead, that they're going to run up on traffic pretty quick, and it, it may it may get interesting. I think that the the traffic and, and restarts are going to be absolutely bonkers. Um, yep. They're going to be absolutely I, I would agree with that. 
because you're going to have some guys. And, and, and listen, I'm not necessarily opposed. I mean, I understand the reasoning why you're going to see guys like, you know, um, a, a lot like Matt DiBenedetto, you know, he's not going to certainly get up there and put a lot of pressure if he knows the, the two and the 22 are up there. I mean, that, that just that's just common sense. But but at the same time, uh, he may they may not have a choice on some of those restarts, Billy, because it's so damn tight and it fans out the six, seven wide or whatever the hell it is, and they all got to get back in line up there. I think we're in for an interesting race. I do not think that a championship four member is going to win the race, though, but I also didn't think Joey Logano was going to finish Martinsville, and he did. Uh, let me ask you this, Rob. Do you think a championship four member is going to win this race? I mean, you're the one that brought up the question. No. What do you think? No, I really don't. I really don't. Um, And it's going to be the one thing that I've definitely seen through most of these championship races, be it, be it under the current, the current format, or even when it was a playoff format, but it wasn't a final four kind of thing. And it was still based on, you know, mathematically and mathematically out of the chance. Strange things seem to happen to some of the competitors that are running for it. Um, You know, like a, like a bad pitch stop or, or a loose wheel or you get caught behind traffic, you know, these strange things or, or, or even a mechanical failure that yeah. puts you a lap down and stuff like yeah. that. If for whatever reason, strange things seem to happen. And I think you'll see one of the four have an issue yeah. and it could you know, be yeah. a pit road speeding penalty. It could be a loose wheel. It could be a mechanical failure where they lose power steering or something like that. It could be anything that will have an adverse effect on this on this championship form. One of those teams is going to have an issue. I'm if I'm not I would mistaken, be willing to bet money on that. I believe Kyle Larson blew up at Phoenix before it was the final. Uh, I mean, I, well, this is the first year Phoenix is the final. But didn't he blow an engine while he was uh, uh, contending to be in the championship four? Well, didn't he blow a uh, Hendrick engine down there, Billy? If, I think so. Rob, yeah, he had he had some sort of bad luck happen that that didn't allow him to get in the final four in Homestead. Yeah, and I, I it might have been an engine issue. I, I um, think. Go ahead. No, but the other thing, and that's funny that you bring that up, is because one of the things I thought about today was look at your manufacturers that are in the final four. You have two Fords, yep. and both of those Fords are previous champions. Yes. <laughs> and you have a to- one Toyota, one Chevrolet, both yep. of whom are vying for their first championship. Yeah. And Denny's been close several times. Yes. So what, one did. of the things you will see <laughs> is you will see a lot of help, not only from teammates, yeah. but from manufacturers. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely and I'm not, saying, I'm not saying manipulate the race, no, but I'm what saying. I am saying is, you know, you better believe that if the 11's that good and the 18 doesn't have a chance to win and the eight and the 11's behind the 18, the 18 yeah. will let him have the spot. Yeah, and, and and that's one of those situations where I don't necessarily have a big problem with that. Uh, and and the reason why is because it doesn't seem NASCAR has a big problem with it. And when it comes down to the championship, the way we're currently set up, the last thing you want to do is to fuck up a championship four guys ride. I absolutely. Get it. I, I don't like it. I wish they would give if if a non championship four guy won, they would give him a half a million dollar bonus or some shit. I wish that was the case, Billy, so we wouldn't have to talk about this. But fact of the matter is, um, the, the the Ford camp is probably eyeballing this and very 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 excited 
knowing that they've got, you know, two very good short track racers, uh, two very good blockers, for Christ's sakes, and, and then they got the Ford. I mean, you got all these Fords back there that, that I mean, I, listen, I picked Denny Hamlin to win the championship before the Daytona 500. I thought he would do it. I think when he saw Kyle Busch win his second one, he still doesn't have one. He's been close and missed it. I thought from the very beginning that he would be in the championship, and I picked him to win. But as I'm sitting here right now today, my head doesn't know how the Fords are going to be beaten, Billy, because of what largely what Rob just said. I think there's going to be a lot of cooperation, and I, I don't think people are going to go out of their way to you know ruin other people's chances. But I think if they have an opportunity to pull over and let a faster car go by, and that faster car just happens to be a championship Ford, I think it happens, Billy. I mean, what, what do you? Th- how do you think this thing plays out here toward the end? I think you and Rob are both full of shit. I think the <laughs> wow. first chance somebody gets to put Joey Logano out of the race, they're going to do it. I don't think that happens at all. I really don't. Rob, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm going to have to go against you on that one, Billy. I just, just for the simple fact that you, you might see, and this, this is a scenario that I was personally involved in several years ago when I was with the 29 and we were running for the championship in Homestead Mm -hmm. and we ended up finishing third. I think it was 2010. We ended up finishing third in the points behind Jimmy and behind uh, Denny in the 11. Mm -hmm. And we were, uh, I guess something happened between like the 18 was blocking us or something like that. And Kevin fenced it. <laughs> and what had happened, or and what had happened was then I don't know if it was one, of, it was another RCR car. I don't know if it was Burton or or Clint, but they were blocking the eleven or something like that, holding the eleven up. Yeah. And the message came through that you know I've got teammates too. Blah 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 blah. We're going to play this game. Like and yeah. this was during the race. Yeah. Shit. And Kevin replied on the radio. He says, "You tell him." that, yeah, I saw what his teammate did, and I put him on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not saying I, – I, I vaguely remember – I want to say that's verbatim from Kevin. Yeah. Now, but I remember that this scenario taking place. So, don't be surprised if some of that, that – some of those situations play out, too, that if yeah. somebody wants to play hard-nosed stuff, and yeah. it's – and we'll use the 21 as an example, or yeah. the 12. We'll use them as an example. They start blocking real heavy to yeah. get, you know, to give to give some to give some separation between the eleven and the nine and the and the two and the two and the twenty two. You start seeing that. Don't be surprised if they get fed. Yeah, that that's where you send the message. You send the message to the to the, the to the two and the twenty two uh, through the twenty one and the twelve, um, and and you send that message. Hey, if you want to be pricks, we can end your day any any second now. And I think. The, the one thing that I'm just not sure about, and first of all, Billy Bradley, <laughs> I would love nothing better to see Joey Logano's ass uh, not finish his race because somebody punted him. I, nothing would make me happier, to be bluntly honest with you. I would I would stand up and cheer. But fact of the matter is, I'm not sure that uh, the other drivers, uh, I, I'm not sure, like if I'm the driver that put the 22 out because I wrecked him, I'm not sure how, how I'm looked at throughout the rest of the garage. Uh, uh, it, it may be well. You may feel like a hero for a little bit, but all of a sudden, in, in three months, we're going to start a brand new season. And now, and now you 
you you've got a big target on your back because you ended somebody's championship, and that's I'm not sure that it's necessarily worth it, but I'm on board with the with, with the with, with the four and the twelve fighting each other all damn day. I, I'm okay with I, that. I agree with everything you said, but how has the 22 race all year long? Yep, like a prick. I mean, granted, it's part of this package. This, I love this package because, and I'm going to speak with two sides of my mouth here, the 22 done what he had to do because that's the pack, that's the hand these pack cars are dealt is yeah. to get out. You're going to have to block to stay out front. Yeah. But, but I think the 22 still wins, but I think he gets up front, stays up front. All right, well, let's go. We're going to start with Rob Lowe. Rob, give me your winner, your dark horse, and who's your championship? Uh, who, who wins the championship? Go ahead. Wow. Uh, oh, winner of the race is going to be Kevin Harvick, and that's for you, Billy. Um, <laughs> uh, the dark horse is it a really tough Kyle Busch. No, it can't. It can't. Can't be. Uh, <laughs> the dark horse, I'm trying to think of who's decent in Phoenix um, that hasn't won a race. Um, wow. Uh, the dark horse will be, huh. huh. Rob, I want to help so bad here, but. Billy. I don't, I don't I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with D. Benedetto as your dark horse. Good pick. The championship is, will be, the champion is going to be the two. Okay. I can't disagree with with uh, those are three good picks, Billy Bradley. What you going to follow it up with, bud? Right, I'm going to go. I was going to go Harvick, but I'm going to Kyle Busch. Okay. And my dark horse is going to be Rob Lokes in the six team. I think they went started the year in bad spots <laughs> in Florida. Wow. I think no they're going to end it on high notes. I want to go with Clint Boyer, but I'm going to save him for Dan. I know he's going to take him. It's <laughs> going to be Joey Logano. Okay. You know what's funny is before we started this, I said, you know what? I'm probably going to Rand Newman, and but I may take Clint Boyer. I'm not sure. I'm going to take one of those two as my dark horse. Billy, and last week I wrote the exact numbers that I wanted. Both of you guys took them. Uh, so uh, it's funny that you said that, Billy. Cause I, I'm gonna just go ahead and say I'm taking Clint as my boyer for my dark horse. He's good at that track. He uh, he uh, the best thing he did down there. He uh, he runs well on the track, but he also runs in the garage if he came down <laughs> Jim Gordon Pass yeah. um, uh, several years ago. And I, I think uh, that that guy's had some pretty shitty luck this year, um, intermixed with some flashes of brilliance. I, 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 as a fan, I want to see that guy uh, do well. I'd love to see him squeak out a top five or something like that. I honestly believe, in my heart, I do believe that either Kevin Harvick or um, Kyle Busch is going to win this race. I, I would, but I picked Denny Hamlin to win uh, the championship before the year, and I'm going to pick him as my winner and my championship guy. I'm going to go on a line here and say that. Wow! So nice. Rob's got the the four. He's got the um, uh, the Benedetto, and he has uh, Brad Keselowski. Is that correct? You said Brad, right? Yeah. Two. Okay. Uh, Billy's got um, uh, shit. Billy, I already forgot who. who you t- oh, Kyle Busch, uh, uh, Brian Newman, Newman 
and Logano, and um, and I'm taking uh, Denny Hamlin to win the race and the championship, and I'm taking Clint as my boy to bring it home. And I got to tell you something, guys. I, I before we we get off this thing, I just want to say uh, again for the. <laughs> Tenth time probably. I give NASCAR a lot of shit, but the where we started this this season with an absolute uh, a, a atrocious uh, accident to dealing with COVID, to coming back, to getting on schedule by the by the playoffs and to getting these races in, even waiting three damn days in in Texas. Not yeah. only is it a testament to uh, the fortitude of the people that work in that industry, it, it's 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 it makes me feel good as an American. We're not going to let something stop us. We're going to figure it out. We, we're going to have bumps in the road on the way, but God damn it, we're going to keep moving forward because that's what we do. And, I, and I'm, I'm very proud to be a NASCAR fan in that in that relation. Yep. I, I think it was they've done a phenomenal a phenomenal job. They could uh, as, and as much shit as I give them because they're wrong so often. My God, they got this right. And not only did they get it right, they got it a hundred percent right. And 100%. I think we have overlooked that because it's almost back to normal. And but yet we hear Rob talk about every week about you know the schedule change and how it's different in the garage and all that. For us fans at home, uh, you know, other than the fact that we're not at the races, we're not seeing practices. Uh, Sundays are going off exactly the same way they've been going off since the dawn of time. And 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 I think I think NASCAR deserves a lot of credit for that. I think everybody in the industry does. Hey, fact of the matter is, if they don't race, they're not getting a paycheck. Okay, but true story. Not only is they did uh, they do it i mean they billy it's every every little thing that they came up with wasn't a little thing anymore it was a big thing and not only did they get past it they conquered it and and uh, professional sports organizations around the globe have been studying this and i I think they deserve some credit (laughs) we Um, never shortened the season you've seen basketball pretty much cut their season in half what's that what rob and the guys did they dug in race two Sometimes three times within four to five days. Yeah. You know, half off. It's crazy. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy the amount of work that went in. We are definitely not done for the year. Uh, we will have a podcast next week, and we'll intermix a couple. I've got um, Bob Levine says he's coming on in the off season, Billy Bradley, and um, uh, and I can't wait to talk to that man. I also have um, uh, David with Motorsport Athletics. I think he's with Forge now, David Smith. He's going to be on and um, and share some of that. Nate Ryan is going to be on to talk a little bit about what we're going to see uh, moving forward, and I, I'm super excited. Rob, uh, enjoy your um, uh, your championship weekend down there in, in Phoenix. Um, and, hey, if you go down there, don't forget to vote. Make sure you vote while you're down there. <laughs> right. They're still taking votes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you mail in your ballot when you when you get when you get in there. Uh, but Rob, we, we uh, be safe, have a good time, and Billy's picked the sticks for um, uh, both Billy and I. We're going to pick it. Billy end up did. Uh, good luck to the six team, Billy. I know uh, I've you. seen that picture of that big ass buck that's uh, been haunting you in your in your dreams. Uh, uh, I'm going to keep your I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for you. But for Rob Lopes, for Billy Bradley, I'm Dado. Let's go crown a champion, boys. What do you say? See you guys. That's right. Thanks for the pressure, Billy.